Hey, welcome back. Another day, another vlog. We're back again. It's Tuesday, shift change night for me here, which is good. I get to get a little bit of sleep. Try to anyway. Uh, I'm gonna try and do a few things tonight. I am gonna go out and check it out around midnight. Uh, the windy app saying that their clouds should disappear a bit. Now tonight, if you do want to go out and get some photos, if you haven't done it before, tonight is a fantastic night to get on a Milky Way shot. The Galactic Center is going to be at its peak. The moon's pretty much minimal. It doesn't come up till about four in the morning. So if you've ever wanted to go out and take a shot, if you've got a camera and you haven't done it before, tonight's the night. Go check out, check your clouds outside. If you haven't got the Windy app, grab that Windy app. It's really the Windy app. I'm sure it's the Windy app. Um, check that out because that'll tell you about high cloud, mid-range and that. You want to get no cloud at all. All zeros is perfect. If it's under 10, it's probably going to be okay on the three different levels. And it'll and then PhotoPills will tell you the rest about where to look and what you're aiming for. So. Definitely a good night to go and take some photos if you've got a chance tonight. Um, I think it's it's not going to be too late. Probably about 9, 10 o'clock you'll be able to go out. If you can go out somewhere dark, if you out, live out in the bush or out in the paddock or anything like that, or you can go for a 20-minute drive, great night to de-stress. Tuesday night, hump day tomorrow, it's always a good day. If you're still in lockdown, just a bit of, bit of a de-stress time. Go out and take some photos. Uh, go down the beach if you're facing... Uh, where is it? It'll be south, southeast. Generally, it'll come up the Milky Way, round about that area. If you look up there, uh, wherever the Southern Cross is, just follow that round in an arc to the left. If you're in Australia, um, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, I'm sorry, I've probably just thrown you off, but it should be. Uh, it might be still good where you are. Check it tonight. It's always a good, good time to go shoot. Um, and then tomorrow, I'm going to do my. I'm going to take some. Get all the footage, do a quick room run through. I've got to get all my stuff packed tonight, which will then all the room will be clean. I get it's normally in mining you sort of shift change, your shift change night is the room you, you do your washing, you clean your room, get all that ready, and then start a fresh new week. That's the way I sort of do it anyway. I was up last night editing some photos, uh, the ones I did when I went and did some testing for some star trails last Friday. Um, which come up really good. You would have, if you're on the Instagram, you would have seen my Milky Way shot today, and that come up really, really, really good. So, I've got a Star Trails one, but it's only four photos, so it's only like a little brief one. I'm sort of pissed off at myself. I didn't sit there for another 20 minutes, half an hour, but it was pretty late. Um, I actually thought I'd overexposed it, but I got it in Lightroom, and it come up really good. I've got to remember. That, that exposure histogram is something I've been really working hard to, to make sure I get right. I've got to remember to expose to the right because that's where all the detail is. And just as long as you don't clip it and stay to the right, you can bring it down in Lightroom or Photoshop. So, yeah, look, uh, I'm really happy with my progression in how my photos are taking. Um, so I'm, tomorrow I'm going to do the room or do the video. So then I've got a video to get out, obviously. Normally tonight, I would have got a video out over the weekend. My apologies again for that. Uh, I had my stuff up. I 
left my almost data, <laughs> all these videos I've got, and I've got tons which I'm really spewing about, on my hard drive at home. I don't keep it on my laptop because it just there's not enough space for all the, and it just kills the RAM and the storage. So it's, uh, yeah, not, it hasn't been fun in that regard. It's been good because I've been able to do a few other things and get, get a little bit of rest and, and go out and shoot heaps of while it's been clear here. So that's that's been really, really good. Um, and then tomorrow, yeah, as I said, I'll, I'm going to do the room. I'll run you through the room. This, now, this is an old room. Uh, if you've seen my other video, 10 years in a mine site, which is, was really good. It's a fair back. I look at it now and go, oh, I probably could have done a little bit better. It's had a heap of views, which I'm pretty awesome uh, that you all do that. I do appreciate you all watching it. Um, so I'm going to show you the other side. This is uh, what I can, it's a big room. This is still a big room once you've been on a mine site for about a year and a half uh, for the company I work for, then you get a big, you get classed a big room. Um, and that means you just get a bit of extra space basically. And it's not a, it's not a massive room. It's just like a, probably like a normal size room with some cupboards and stuff. Uh, otherwise you'd normally get a crappy little room with a shower. If you look at a big donger, which is a uh, portable house, uh, portable housing where they normally have four rooms, basically the difference is four rooms means a short stay, there's four four rooms in there, four people staying, and then when you get a big room, all they do is turn that normally four room space into a three bedroom space, so you get probably an extra five, six feet of storage, so it does make a big difference when you, when you live up here. So that's pretty cool. But I'll go through this, this is an old one, this is from the original side of the camp when this pack saddle first uh, was built. So this has been here the whole time. Uh, it's it's in pretty good nick, it's just it's just a little bit tired I guess. They really should probably look at coming and giving them a good paint and redoing all the cupboards and stuff and just a, they could do a freshen up on them without, without a doubt. Uh, logistically, that is a nightmare when they're constantly full on mine sites and that's the hardest part for them. But, so yeah, uh, did some photos and, and then after that I'm gonna go for a bit of a, get my exercise and go for a bit of a meander. Uh, gonna check out a canyon I wanna have a look at and get some, do another video and some photos on that. So hopefully I should get enough out of tomorrow, um, maybe tonight if I'm lucky, if there's anything, I'll, I'll film that while I'm shooting out there. So fingers crossed I've got enough to, I'll actually at least have the room there, that'll be a quick one in the room and maybe a little bit about camp. And then uh, also get some other stuff on a nice another little walk around and see what I can find. Hopefully I've got some video worthy stuff there, I might combine it all into one or something, you never know. Right, let's get on to the tech stuff. Uh, I think that's everything I have to let you know about. Hmm. And then obviously I'll be working, and that's other thing, I'll be chief change, so I work tomorrow night if you're new to the channel. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, I go into night shift tomorrow night. I do one week of days, one week of nights. So I'll go into night time, so then I will do the, a video, this video tomorrow, and put it up as well. <laughs> it's gonna be a busy day tomorrow. And then it'll be days after that, back to sort of similar, I guess, or probably earlier morning I'll put it up and it'll be live so I'll get all the stuff overnight info and then do it on the morning. Rightio, uh, some, a lot of stuff, I'm going to try and get through it as quickly as I can, I don't want to keep you too long. Uh, Europe supercomputers, uh, all hacked, about five big supercomputers that are currently running in uh, Europe, 
uh, all, funnily enough, working on vaccine issues with COVID, trying to go through to crunch the data and the testing and all the stuff that uh, the researchers use the computers for. They've, they've been given unprecedented access to get, get these big boys to do all their tests, which is fantastic. Well, some scumbag's been in there, <laughs> hacked into it, and trying to use it to mine Ether, Bitcoin or Ethereum or something. Um, now, the boys at TechLink did say the IP addresses were Chinese, but I sort of don't read too much in that because we all know with VPNs, you can put exactly, you can pick where you want to have your location. So having an having a IP address from China, as much as that possibly, if it went to mainstream media, would just go out of control and they'd blame blaming the Chinese. It really, you can't read anything at all into it. It could be just some hacker trying to make a quick buck by doing a bit of mining, data mining, and um, well, a lot of data mining if you had a, had one of these supercomputers. One of them was that Edinburgh one, which is apparently a big monster, one of the biggest ones in the world. So uh, if that's in there punching your, punching your Bitcoin out for you, you might end up with a little bit of cash in your wallet at the end of the day. So you can obviously see why they did it, uh, but yeah, obviously not good because they're, we're trying to use those tools to uh, help all our sick people out so a bit of a shame now u.s department of commerce uh have put an embargo on china selling uh, on uh, tscm which makes all the processes uh, and the chips in your phones so your five nanometer chips you got like your h65 snapdragon you from qualcomm or your or basically all your latest tech chips so they come really small but they're super powerful the a14 in the apples all that sort of stuff that's pretty much made by one or two companies that have the technology that can do it uh they obviously sell those same chips or the the made up they make the chips for hawaii who are we who are we i don't know um now who are we obviously with the previous embargo with the issues uh, the US has now shut that down basically said that if you sell any chips to Huawei you no longer will be selling chips to America so that's been done Huawei or the Chinese which is basically Huawei Chinese have bounced back and they're attacking Apple Qualcomm and Boeing and they are put basically put them on a entity list which is something that they so put on the internet. I think the way they describe it is basically government departments in China can't buy products from those companies once they get on that list. So if you're a uh, say a finance department or you're a you're the tourism department and you you own they own the airline. Just say they own China Southern Airways. I don't know who owns it, but just say the government owns it. It's a government-owned airline. Radio, so they now cannot buy any products from Boeing. So you put that into perspective, that's pretty huge. Now the flip side of this is, it's a bit of a double-edged sword for China because they make everything for everyone, including the companies that are now blacklisted, Apple, Qualcomm, Boeing, uh, They all, all their parts and everything gets made in China and then shipped to these companies to make to then sell the things back to China. Um, that's gonna put a crap ton of Chinese out of work because those factories will pretty much dry up and either go bankrupt or out of business or whatever. But 
that so it's it's a it's a I think it's a bit of chest beating and stuff as much as the same with what they're trying to do with Australia. If they'd stop buying our iron ore, our beef and all that stuff, A, they're not gonna be able to feed two billion people. Uh, the the time frames to get it from South America to get the beef, the same with the iron ore, the only other bigger place that can supply the same men iron ore as us for their steel is in South America with Vale um, and also some other companies over there. And I think BHP and Rio also have shares over there as well, or companies, partial companies. But it takes a longer period to get to China, so that's why Australia is the best place to get those things for them. So if they don't do that, if they end up buying, not buying off us, the increased time frame it means increased costs, less flow through their businesses to make the money, to sell it, to blah, blah, blah. And the same thing's going to happen here. If they don't buy Apple, they don't buy Boeing, they don't buy Qualcomm, that means none of those products are going to get sold as much, which means all the people that make them in China are now out of work, if that makes sense. I think that's the best way to look at it anyway. So I think it's really, as much as they're being pricks at the moment, uh, it's, I think sooner or later they're going to have to pull their heads in a bit. It, everyone needs everyone. No one, no one, Australia doesn't have everything we need. Uh, we have to get stuff in, as so we have to sell our stuff. It's the way trade has always worked through the thousands of years humans have been on the planet all the way back to, I guess, when we were walking around with the apes. Um, I'm sure, as I was saying, they would have traded fruit and meat and all that sort of stuff with different tribes. So it's, yeah. Anyway, there's that. There you go. There's my trade hour. <laughs> I'm going to put trade in the uh, keynotes <laughs> tonight and finance. Glad, I hope I can explain it all to you, the way the economy works <laughs> and trade. Um, my budget... Uh, we're actually with my budget, so it's a little bit scary. They got hacked last week. They've been out all week, so if you know anyone that's been my budget, uh, we haven't been able to pay any bills for over a week. Their whole system crashed. It was mal, it was ransomware, got on there and just totally disabled everything on the site. They had no access uh, to any bill payments or anything like that. Um, they've told us that our information is safe um, which is a little bit scary. Um, obviously, we've got to monitor our stuff with your banks. If you are of my budget, make sure you keep an eye on your bank accounts to see if there's any strange transactions that aren't actually from my budget. Um, they've only got recently, I think yesterday, they've finally got access back into it uh, and they've been able to pay bills manually, but they're still waiting to 100% get everything back online. So. That's a pretty big thing. My budget worked for thousands of families across Australia, uh, including myself. Um, it's, uh, it's the only way I can sort of balance everything out. When you have a have a baby, it changes everything. And yeah, it's a bit, it's a little bit scary that this is in there. So it, it affects this ransomware and malware and hackers. They get into everything. No one's safe. So you've got to sort of be careful. The, they did have backups. That's the important thing. And you often think about why do people backups? You have hard drives. They just sit there do nothing. This is why you have backups. They were able to go in and at least get that, that picture of the image of where everything was and who had what there. Otherwise, they could have lost everything and not had a clue who they owed money to, where, or bills. It would have been a total, utter nightmare. So uh, pretty big thing for those guys at the moment. Uh, Pentax. Pentax, one of my favourite cameras. I, it was the first camera I did uh, when I 
at high school and film, the K1000. I um, had to develop my own film, roll my own film, uh, print it with enlarges and everything, the chemicals and the darkroom. I loved it. That's where I fell in love with photography. Unfortunately, it didn't pay, so I became a diesel mechanic. Um, I chose a different path and yeah, baseball, and then I'm back here again. I'll come full circle back to here. Now, Pentax has just released a, and this is a bit strange, they had a YouTube video that went up. You can go on YouTube and check it out. It's a, it's like a, it's not a release, but a partial release, more of a throw it out there, a, a development, an advanced, an advanced development stage of this new camera. It's an APS-C SLR. So it's not a mirrorless, it's an SLR. At the time when all the SLRs or DSLR companies are pretty much going bankrupt like Nikon and all the others and everyone's swapping to mirrorless and Canon's just going full hog into mirrorless. Sony's leading the way and they're all mirrorless. Uh, Panasonic's mirrorless. It, like I have no idea why they're going SLR but it's coming. It's uh, The APS-C side sounded really good. A nice small portable. It's not as big as their big, big flagship one which is there. Um, but yeah, so I don't know really what they're really thinking they're not they're not very strong so you'd think they'd be definitely trying to jump on the mirrorless train i think they're looking for to become sort of a like one of those niche sort of companies but it's, that's a tricky that's a hard fine line to be balanced on um yeah not good now it's coming later this year the only real info they had in the video was about an optical viewfinder <laughs> and how good the glass was so it's super super clear and that's fantastic um, I think they'll find that most people, well, you'll get the, the photographers will be out there and they'll use that, but a lot of the time, even when you're photography, I'll come in and check it in my uh, viewfinder, but I'll look on the back, I'll set everything up, line it all up off the live view, and then I'll come in just to check the details so I can get a super clear picture to make sure my focus is 100%, and that's when I'll sort of do that side of it, but... Generally, like even you can zoom on the back of my M50 and I can go right in and get the focus point and I can check it in there. But yeah, I'm, but anyway, it's coming. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it And it's uh, looking pretty good. Distortion-free glass. That was the big selling point in the optical viewfinder. And there's not much else on it other than what, a not, it looks pretty good. It looks like a nice bit of kit. It does, there was, I did go on the website, they had nothing there about it as such. Also, there was a couple of lenses. There was an 85mm lens, which apparently they'd already sort of talked about and released. Uh, F1.4 DFA lens. Um, and also, they had a 20, or, and a, and a one they didn't know about, which was a 21mm DFA weather sealed lens. Um, but they didn't, those ones didn't say the aperture on them, so that was a bit strange. And the third lens, there were three lenses, my apologies. I should read my notes before I start. <laughs> uh, a DA 16 to 50 mil 2.8, nice lens. Uh, now these, this one's from the Star series. It's got a really good motor system in it, built-in motor system, ultra quiet, uh, a flagship type lens, 16 to 50. That's a good range, so that's gonna be about a, 
well it should be the same if it's APS-C so it'll be same as the Sigma 16 so about a 24mm roughly equivalent on that APS-C so that's a that's a really good range if it's a flagship I'm assuming it's going to be sim something similar to the Sigma level of cost as well so 2.8 not too bad a little high but it, because it's a zoom 2.8 that's really good it'd be interesting to see what that's worth um, and how you can adapt it um, now also Adobe uh, yet again they've chucked out another three uh, online course or content or or uh, what do you call it a function it's called Adobe Max 2020 normally this is another one that you'd have to go to pay to that you go and learn about stuff I did talk about their pro level one that you had to sign up with to go online obviously it's in the states so the time is different so it's probably going to be in the middle of the night for us guys in Australia but there's another one going to Adobe it's called Adobe Max 2020 you do a Google search if you're looking to expand your knowledge or learn some tricks off some gurus this is a great one to get on there and it's free which is awesome Adobe you're doing great stuff in that and I'm sure all the guys that are getting the stuff out of Adobe um, <clears throat> it's great to see that you do pay a monthly membership and I'd have to do that now but you like they've been really really good uh, they give you two they gave two months free for everyone which was awesome they've given they've given all these free things with these amazing creators in there that they that they I guess they pay for they're part of their team so that's awesome um, there should be more companies that do stuff like this I think after this is all over are going to be well appreciated so Thanks Adobe, that's really good if you, as I said, get on, go, I think you just need to register for it and I'll give you a reminder when it's going to happen, I'll give you all the times and dates and who's going to be there to that are going to be talking. So very interesting and good to see uh, them doing it, such a big company. Now a big one to finish off on, DJI, the drone guys, we all know DJI, huge in the drone business, they were the number one, they, they, or they are still but I think they're getting a lot of heat uh, with the Skydio 2. That's fantastic, the best tracking drone as far as I've, I've seen. And DJI was sort of still in charge of the best quality for camera, for cinematic and, and getting film and stuff. The Autel Evo 1 was really good, but they, they brought out the 2, I think, last month. And that just raised the bar. 6K, possible uh, 6K inch sensor, and then... A, even an 8K video footage possible in it, uh, and just smickety boo uh, specs for that. So that's really put the heat on DJI. Well, this is going to shake them up even more. US patent for a drone, um, possibly stolen by DJI. They've copied. Uh, that's that's the what's happening. Someone's suing DJI. Uh, it's not looking good. Apparently, they possibly. Uh, Whoever, someone in the States already had the patent for the drone that was very similar to their products. Um, and this could see them either have to stop, possibly stop selling in the United States. So that is huge. Uh, in all aspects, um, it's not good. I mean, as someone, I've had to go through the patent system and it is frigging hard. I can't tell you about how much paperwork and crap there is to try and get a patent. Just a patent done and the cost is about a thousand bucks, I think, at, at least. And that's if you don't hire a lawyer or a company to do it for you, help you do it. Uh, it can go into the thousands just for an application. 
Um, someone's gone to all this trouble and done it. You, it does cover you, and that's good to see. If some these companies and these Chinese companies, a lot of them just do whatever they want. They don't care because they're pretty much untouchable in China. They don't have any sort of patent rules. Uh, so I think this is important. If they have done the wrong thing, they will then yeah they should either be made to pay, and if they if he doesn't want them to sell them in America, he can he can get him kicked out. It, that's how strong the law is, and so it, it could be a huge huge thing for DJI. Watch this space. I'll try and keep an eye out and see if I can uh, get any more info on that in, over this next week, and see if it's how actually accurate it is or if it's just someone that's come out and said, trying to just get a quick buck. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's legit. Hopefully it's not legit because a little change, it'll pretty much smash them out of peg. If they can't sell to that US market, that is the biggest market for everything on the planet. Uh, you can't, That that's the engine room of uh, selling in the United States. So it'll be very interesting that one. And I think then you'll see Ortel and Skydio just shoot up. And then you've also got Splash Drone, the waterproof one. That's always, there's your, there's your three options uh, I would put through. And yeah, so DJI, under a lot of heat, um, they had they had the lead for so long and they sort of backed off. They haven't, they uh, need to do something here, but this could be one that uh, does not help them. Right, yeah, I've waffled on for 25 minutes. That's well and truly long enough. <laughs> uh, shift change have a great sleep everyone I will see you all tomorrow it'll probably be out a little bit earlier um, but I'll endeavour to get it done and got a heap to do tonight and tomorrow and we'll see you all tomorrow thanks for stopping by have a great night this Tuesday shift change night thanks for stopping by whether you're having a shift change going to bed I'll see you all tomorrow Ciao.